0: Hello and welcome to Elk and Deer podcast today we are in a juicy topic as we are communicating about sex and sexual uh, postures positions because we are often getting questions about tantric sex and does it mean that tantric sex is not about orgasm so then we decided to share some intricate details.
1: Yes, we dive into the topic of what is tantric sex. We talk about peak and valley orgasms. Um, and eventually we reveal a sex posture, which I'm pretty sure is going to change your sex life.
0: Oof, I love it. <laughs> so there's a, an amazing podcast in front of you. Enjoy each bit of it. And uh, it's
1: really packed with a lot of value. I can promise you that.
0: And we love you. And let's have an amazing day. As uh, you're listening to Our Voices Next. Enjoy. Okay, and we are on. Woohoo!
1: Ready for a new podcast episode. And nice. we have a juicy topic today. Tell me. The topic of tantric sex. Ooh, and you're going in there. We're going to be explaining and introducing a specific sex pose, which I believe no one knows about. I'm pretty sure, because this is not something you get taught in a normal class at all or Mm -hmm. find in porn. Um, So I'm pretty sure this is a sex pose you have no idea about, but that will change your sex life. I did for me, so... um,
0: I love it. Should we, like, uh, show people who are watching it with video? Um, (laughs) Well,
1: yeah, I was like, oh damn, how dope we can actually we could, no. but but, okay. uh, but well maybe at the end maybe, maybe at, at end. some point but I'll, I'll we'll definitely try to record no, a I, reel where I show you the posture amazing yeah but Perfect. we're going to explain the concept of it um but there's yeah a specific way to get into it which will have more a guaranteed success rate than any other variation of it so I love it. um just yeah stay tuned anyways how I got inspired by this is um it actually comes from Last week, I've been having lots of client sessions Mm -hmm. and a number of different inputs and insights when it comes to sex and sexuality and their sex lives, which kind of inspired me. I wanted to record this podcast for a long time, but it now again refueled where I'm like, now this Mm. is the moment I can feel it. Because one client explained, um, she actually... Also,
0: I should mention for those who are watching video. Uh, that they might even see that your eyes are a little bit reddish. It's because she spends so much time on computer <laughs> and devices <laughs> that her I mean, eyes are like... Uh. <laughs> it's a
1: combination between allergies and working a lot. <laughs> yes. And crying a lot too. <laughs> uh, crying? Well, yeah, like the past few days okay, okay. I've had... A number of well, it's crying a good fits. kind of
0: crying though it's like this this release kind of crying not the crying of sadness that people often no, think well, about it's
1: like necessary movement of emotions that yeah. come with this transformation I think and we'll change. need
0: to create another podcast out just for this one too about the topic about um, emotions yeah
1: about emotions yes we do all
0: right I'll write it down so you got okay. inspired before
1: um yes I got inspired because one of the client cases I'll just explain. She just got pregnant and basically she was describing because she's now in those first few months. And in general, mm-hmm. the sex drive kind of goes down and it mm-hmm. can also be resembled as the winter season of the pregnancy. So your energy energy really goes inwards and it's focused on nurturing and nourishing this just fertilized egg. Mm-hmm. So it's really normal. But what she was describing is like, but I, I miss the sex with my partner. I miss the intimacy. I miss... Uh, My sex drive, I miss that really, like, that fiery energy, that spark that was there, that just, like, let's have sex. Because that's most likely the energy in which they created the baby. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it switches into a complete opposite sort of energy. And so I introduced and described to her this specific posture and also the concept of um, peak and valley orgasms, which we'll be talking about a little bit. Yeah. So that was one client case. Another client, she mentioned that she found sex in Dutch we say, uh, a gedoe," which means like a chore. Mm -hmm. Um, Like sex kind of feels a little bit like a chore of like, oh yeah, that also is one of those things that still need to happen, needs to happen. Um, Right on your (laughs) to-do list, have sex. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, a little bit like that. And I feel I hear this a lot with women. um, And I believe. Why do you think it
0: is? Why do you think it is only for women, or because I never hear from men? That unless they sex have yeah, yeah unless they have a very specific kind of relationship or interaction with a woman that I, I can also go into detail but besides that one moment where they they uh, they might be feeling as if it's a chore because it's just difficult to have sex or so maybe too many uh, needs uh, of themselves yeah. or the partner or whatnot and that could be a, like feeling like a chore otherwise I've never heard. And it's, it's never heard that, that yeah. a man, for a man would think that sex and is a And women,
1: tr- yeah, women do often say that. I believe I have an answer to it, which also... Um, you want to weave that into it? <laughs> it? <laughs> Because I believe we're missing the balance in sex and in mm-hmm. our sex lives. And so specifically, we're missing the yin and the feminine quality in sex. We're really taught a more masculine and yang perspective when it comes to sexuality. Mm-hmm. And so over the long run this leads us into an unbalanced space. And then it basically affects the feminine first, the Mm -hmm. the woman in the relationship first. And she will start saying like, hey, or it will feel like a chore in the sense of because it probably doesn't fully turn her on. She doesn't Mm -hmm. feel fully open and respected. And when her heart is closed and she doesn't feel fully online, then her yoni is also not really open to a lot of pleasure. And so then... Yeah, it's like, because it's possible for women to have sex without orgasm, Mm -hmm. without a lot of pleasure, uh, because our clitoris is located externally. So penetration can happen, but most Mm -hmm. likely, and it's just like, oh yeah, there's this thing, and you just kind of lying there, and it happens. Mm -hmm. Like, I believe every single woman will be able to recall an experience like this, where she kind of was like, yeah, uh, like, okay, it doesn't really hurt. It's not really anything exciting. And, And that, and us allowing that to happen, because it's mm-hmm. not just the men's problem it's like no it's it's we create this together mm-hmm. because women also don't speak up or also don't understand how their body works and we don't know about this more feminine quality or mm-hmm. feminine perspective on sexuality that's then where yeah, it gets unbalanced and women feel like, oh yeah, it's that thing that I know my husband wants it and I'll just open my legs for a little bit and then tick it off my to-do list so I, I won't be bothered for the rest of the next two days or something.
0: Have um, you ever had this... Uh Kind of, uh, or similar kind of perspective in your past relationships mm. or present relationship? <laughs> 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 well,
1: the, I'm like, I want to say like, no, I've never had that. But then the way I'm talking about this, like, I feel so familiar so, with it. Yeah, so I'm yeah, like, yeah. I do believe I have it. <laughs> I've had these phases. Um, not fully like with consciousness or awareness. Mm-hmm. But if I look back at it, I'm pretty sure also in my past relationship, there were moments. Because in that relationship, I was basically faking orgasms all mm-hmm. the time so of course it leads to a shit ton of frustration and a shit ton of also closedness and therefore mm-hmm. this like oh yeah we'll just have sex and i i did always have a lot of sex drive and sexuality and that's why i believe it didn't often feel too much like a chore somehow i still really liked it and i still really wanted to have sex mm-hmm. even though i couldn't really get to a peak like i was still enjoying all the activation and maybe naturally could already move it more through my body but yeah um definitely just been moments where i'm like yeah or yeah like nah, nah.
0: Eh. well because if you're faking orgasms and i believe that there are many women in the world yeah. just by the way men yes that's true <laughs> and <laughs> be careful <laughs> yeah um be careful meaning because uh it it's uh, it might ruin the relationship. Be careful for both of you, because it, it might really ruin the relationship because you're having such an intimate and intense and beautiful moment, and here there comes a lie. In some sense, it would be almost even better to just say, "Okay, I have no pleasure," and let's figure out why. Yeah. I have no, I like no sensation or nothing that makes me feel good, I, or I maybe feel even repulsed by having sex or making love, or or maybe I'm I'm let's take it much slower. Because what what I'm hearing, like what I understand from your client's share, but also your share, and I believe, you know, I've heard many times from men too, is is this misunderstanding of how how long uh we should warm up to to love making and like how how that should even happen. So people call it foreplay and and or erotic play. And you could say that you know well we're in heat, so you know it, it happens, and and it might be like in five minutes we're inside, and that might be not enough uh, for most women, and especially in most situations. Like of course, in, there are moments where maybe the hotness and heat is there, the ovulation is there, and then you want to you want to get you know down and dirty right now, and that that might make sense. But I believe. Everything starts from that, and when I when I hear you wanting to include a little bit more of the feminine aspect in lovemaking, is this the first step?
1: Well, like, because what you're describing, that's often like, yeah, we meet in this heat, in, in the heat of desire, but most likely that's often also when a woman is ovulating, so yeah. then she's way more open to just have the sex right now, you know? That's the one moment in the month where you're like, just fuck me against the wall right now, and don't even try to, like tickle me somewhere first i want you inside of me now
0: <laughs> well i believe i believe <laughs> i love Ooh, it. I'm get really you're getting there <laughs> i mean but but it's what it is like if you f- if you are a man who's always like getting or finding women in a club somewhere then probably the, the well, women that you're gonna that's find... the only
1: thing you know about sex and plus that's only what we see on porn as well mm. as an example but i believe in the long run this is not sustainable like this is like um, if you want a sustainable sex life, a sex life that stays for many years mm-hmm. exciting and has all these waves and all these new energies and all these new discoveries and this variation and these new sparks, then you'll need a different approach on sexuality. And this is why a lot of couples um, that we work with or that, that is described this like, we've lost the spark. Like, yeah, we're loving each other so much. I love him so much. But. I do not feel that spark anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because there is this balance missing, which creates a sustainable spark and not just a, a flame right now. And it dies off really fast as well. Um,
0: so. Yeah. So there's this um, this thing called new relationship energy or NRE. Yeah. And usually they say that these hormones of NRE, of, of new relationship energy, kind of disperse in around six months to two years. And after that, uh, it really matters what you've done in the next in the last six months or, or two years because that was your foundation for the sustainability of relationship. And I knew this, you know for many years, and this is how I also wanted and I, want, I tried my best to create our relationship that we could would care about those things that will matter yeah. later on once the dopamine uh, is is gonna be out. Uh, because the dopamine is is like whoa, it's a new partner. Let's let's let let's have fun. Let's enjoy. You know, there's this newness in the relationship, and at some point it it dilutes itself. But there are around 10% of couples that hold or are able to maintain these hormones throughout their long-term relationship, and uh, I believe the difference is is us able to be open for new things or new possibilities and and seeing a little bit the relationship in a different way. So building it from, from day one to be long-term relationship, yeah. not like having fun the first six months or having fun the first two years until you have a baby and then the baby happens, the your hormones change in, inside of a woman, inside of a man, then everything changed. You have no idea because you, you have no idea how to... Build the relationship of what to do because you don't have the foundation set about your you know real intentions and needs and wants and and desires in life and you don't really have a a good understanding about each other. All you did was just have some short term fun, yeah. um, and so I mean that kind of weaves really well into how to create a long term relationship. But it's it's basically from day one see that relationship as a long term relationship. So really get to know the little intricacies of each other's waves of wavelengths um, as as we all go into these, as you mentioned, peaks and valleys in in, in sex, but also in life. And so once we understand that, it's going to be much easier to also drive that into sex.
1: I love that. To me, it's like this is already a really beautiful like, wisdom nugget, but it's for me about, like, how would I call it? like desire-based living or problem-based living or, or being um, uh, Mm -hmm. proactive instead of just reactive. Yeah. So this is like an approach that we tend to not been taught also in the West. And it's more in the East that somehow um, in Chinese medicine and stuff like that, you value these things earlier on. So in a sense of uh, because very practically, if you're listening now and you're in a, new in a relationship we often get the question uh, when it comes to like tantra retreats for mm-hmm. couples um from new co- from new couples were all like well we're like having an amazing sex life right now we just got together there's so much spark like is it still for us and yeah. i'm like absolutely this is like actually the best moment um because that means instead of having to work yourself out of like minus back up to zero in the mm-hmm. sense of getting yourself out of problems first and mm-hmm. doing a shit ton of healing. Now you already start at like zero basically, because you're on an amazing place. And if you're learning Tantra and these Tantric principles, and I believe Tantra in general, like the perspective on sexuality will help what you just described, you just, this is the moment, because then you create a beautiful foundation. And I believe, well, I hope. That's what, are gonna, what we're gonna find out because when you said six to two years, I'm like, well, we've passed that mark now. So now we'll uh, see if our work in the very early stages of our relationship I believe pays it repays, <laughs>
0: and I will. I, I can see it already. <laughs> yeah, same. But but it's uh, it, But that's the thing. It's like you need to sow the seeds um, at the very beginning of yeah. the relationship because once you have sown the seeds at the very beginning, then at some at this two-year mark. You might have a tree already blossoming or doing something. Maybe not having a lot of fruits, but something. And that's already better than, well, nothing. nothing. You know, we just have like a destroyed land, you know, because you just had fun the whole two years. And then afterwards, you're like, ah, shit, energy is over. You know, dopamine is over. It's the same person again. I wake up and it's the same guy (laughs) or girl. And, And now we have a baby. Oh, my God. So it's like uh, it's an interesting thing, but it's in general because uh, we as humans in the society are living so so fast. So we don't really think about um, you know what's really happening now and how do we you know bring uh, gentle love to the now through the future. Yeah. <laughs> like like I need to make myself a little bit different if I if I plan to live longer. You know, like, um, I, I know when I was a 20-year-old, I thought that I'm not going to live till 30. Uh, and that was a very different life. I I was drinking Red Bull, you know, and smoking and drinking loads of alcohol. I mean, I was also working in a bar and as a DJ, so I could do whatever I want. And and loads of alcohol and loads of Red Bull, like, teeth were falling off because of that. and And, but... But eventually, at some point, I think it was twenty-three or something. I was like, I think I'm not gonna die. Shit, <laughs> I should change my behavior a little bit. And so that's kind of, uh, you know, the difference between short-term fun and long-term happiness is what we need to make. Like, yeah. okay, I need. I had this short-term fun. Maybe it was fifteen, like, maybe eighteen and twenty or whatever, and then. At some point, I need to shift to long term happiness. And that is not really taught in society because long term happiness actually is not s- like you can't sell it well. It's not very like viable. Yeah. <laughs> um and so people are really interested in short-term fun like give me that like or that thing that you know
1: right now right
0: now people are gonna comment on my thing and i'm gonna get the dopamine or like right now i'm gonna open you know news and it's gonna be hitting me with this excitation fear or whatever and that's what we are primed to on social media and everywhere else.
1: And even more and more and more these days. Like exactly. It's getting worse, actually. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So the short-term fun is always did a did a bump, bombarding you, and the long-term happiness is something that comes from wisdom or like comes from experience. And usually, the elder people would teach you that. The people who have already
1: so are we now turning into the grandparents and being like kids? Uh, so <laughs> you might want to consider now starting to think about your long-term <laughs> sex life. <laughs> well, that's
0: true, but as, that's, how we... <laughs> that's how Taoist tradition that's that tradition was teaching. Like that, this was the the approach. It w- they would be teaching it through um, through wisdom, through wisdom of of how do you make love to your partner. So coming back to this, like taking longer. To to warm up.
1: Yes, I want to make one more tiny bridge just bridge. for those. I love it. Uh, <laughs> just for those that are uh, listening and they're like, "Oh no, shit! Like we didn't sow our or to plant our seeds, and we're already in like our tree is dead or like <laughs> not doing so well." Just a tiny tiny sight note of optimism. It's like it's never too late to start. I think that's another wisdom nugget. So, mm. see this as a sign that you're listening to this podcast. That mm. it is time to start you might have to work a little bit harder but it's still yeah. it's still possible to get there because of these amazing concepts that we're going to introduce
0: yeah well it it requires commitment in any yeah. way it is requiring Absolutely. requiring commitment whether it's you know you're 20 or 15 or 60 yeah so this this time that we need to warm up to love making is is a variable time we talked about it a little bit and i just wanted to finish that so we can yeah. clearly have have it as a concept and it's a variable time because um, sometimes in, if a woman is in ovulation or, you know, you are in heat in general, both of you and and really excited, maybe, you know, first times that you've seen each other, it's a lot of, again, hormones, dopamine, it's, it's hitting your system, you're excited. That might not take a lot of time then, you you know, of erotic play for you to be both ready and feeling things and excited. And that's what happens at the very beginning of the relationships that, you, you know, we kind of get together and and it all happened. And I, you don't know, it was spontaneous. It was amazing. that That's how, you know, usually it goes. And so that might be, let's say, five, ten minutes, you know. Maybe you've made out for four hours, you know. Well, I, I believe
1: actually often there is quite a lot of tension play beforehand. Yes, exactly. Which...
0: But but that is what we forget. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that there was yeah, a tension. Yeah, we only remember
1: like, but I... But when I touched their genitals and five minutes later I was allowed to go inside, we forget like, that maybe we've been flirting for an entire day. Or
0: something. Yes. And so that's where in the longer term relationship, you need to start thinking about it because you don't have this newness hormones or like this, this amazingness that, oh, this is a new partner. Unless, I don't know, you're playing for cosplay or something with each other and then you're seeing this person dressed in a different way. But in any case... Um even that at some point will be you know everything becomes in it comes into the same place of okay, I've done this again again or before. So usually it takes we say this in tantra uh, often it usually takes around twenty to forty minutes of erotic play for us to warm up for for the woman specifically to warm up uh in those twenty to forty minutes, there could be you know a massage, it could be kisses, there could be um, caressing, there could be words, there could There'll be, be dancing. dancing, yeah, and and there is also a beautiful build-up in those beautiful 20 to 40 minutes, but you could also extend that, like you could also write messages to each other before, you could, uh, you know, say compliments to each other, especially compliments to the women, it, it's, it's really landing well, um, you know, giving gifts, giving um, giving flowers, maybe red rose, as it is also linked to, to sexuality. And studies show that actually it is very helpful and it, it makes uh, a woman wet faster, they say. <laughs> I have what not that? tried that. <laughs> I mean, I have not tried meaning like I haven't tested that. <laughs> Um, but I do give you red roses from time to time because I I just enjoy
1: it. It sounds so cliche but all these things they're in a way also just ingrained in our system like and it's just because every time you bring me flowers or roses I'm Mm. always so excited no matter like I don't know it's just just, deep inside of me something just gets bubbly and fuzzy and just like (gasps) feels so loved and also compliments I love this um
0: can you uh, take yeah. it a little closer so nice. i love what nice, i, I love believe it.
1: sarita um mentioned this where this example of like a man being like well but i told her like three months ago that i loved her like how does she not know that i love her yeah and then being like well a woman needs compliments every single day um so just just get used to that just write it into in your factual to-do list and um, I, I would just want to compliment you for a moment because I do feel like you give me so many compliments and so much love and like you tell me basically every day that I'm beautiful, that you love me, and really it's like I can't get enough of it. Like it's just it just really is nice and I get old.
0: Yeah. Bee. But but that's that's ag- again something that I hear uh, from men and in general, that we think, Well, I told you already when we were getting married, that I love you. <laughs> we're married. <but> what <laughs> else do you married, want? And we are married. So, <laughs> what is more than that? And but that's that's kind of a. Like, I'll just nail that that nail really in in. Really so deep. In, it's really important to remind. That because a woman is a is a is a cyclical being and it you know her energy and her emotions change and 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 for her it is very good to be reminded that you're still there you're still here like um you're still protecting her you're still protecting her with your love and and that you'll be there for her and for a man as we are more problem solving creatures we're like I solved this problem already I told you that I love you. Shut up, <laughs> and that's kind of that's kind of how we uh, we perceive it from our masculine or like more masculinized brain, as as they are more problem solving, and so that seems like a problem solved. And yet, it is very important for us as men or masculine brain to remember that we need to repeat again and again. By repeat, I don't mean just say "I love you," <laughs> I love you. But like really feel, allow yourself to feel, and find those intuitive, natural moments where you offer that compliment, and uh, and offer that compliment compliment from creativity, from not just like uh, you know your hair is beautiful today again like yesterday, you know, but 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 being very creative and finding that. So that is going to basically shorten or maybe um shorten in most the case, cases it will shorten the the amount of of erotic play that you'll need if you will actually show your love throughout the day so if you begin the day with with beautiful you know um you know waking up beautiful kisses in the morning or or some kind of compliments already so she's going to already feel that you're there you're with her like you you are feeling her uh, and and you you love her you you are with with that yeah. what she is today and as she's changing and with her cyclical nature then she's going to be feel accepted as she is today and that is going to be important so then later on in the day if you decide to you know maybe it's in the morning of course but if if you decide later on you know during lunch or during evening to to go closer to eroticism in your in your couple it's much it's going to be much easier Uh, Instead of you know, instead of the typical, which would be like, well, she already knows that I love her, everything is fine, we've already talked about it, just like Mm. let's just have sex now. Uh, Just to clarify right now, uh, before we jump into next one, I would love to say that we women and men see uh, sexuality, love making, and relationships from two uh, very different views po- points of view yeah and it's also uh, our life force energy works in that way um, and it's very different different but at the same time it's uh, if we really dive deep into meditation with it we'll understand it's the same thing so it's life force energy it sources into life force energy we men consider everything through sex and sexuality uh, that that's our positive pole is sex center. Um, and so we're giving a gift through sex center and so we really see it like let's have sex, everything is gonna be fine if we just have sex. And there is truth in that. I'm not saying that we should always have sex. I'm just saying that there is truth in that. For a man, if he makes love or has sex, uh, no matter if he ejaculates or not, but he will feel better afterwards. and that is why women for thousands of years were just be like, yes, yes, let's just do it. Because he needs it and then, you know, but that is not um, this way of, of of seeing like this way that women have done through thousands of years is not a good way of seeing it because then you actually disempower the man. Yeah. You actually make your man less of a man and you dis, um, disagree with his perspective or his way of being. And that's just his energy and it's his energetical perspective on life, everything through sex. And just to give a perspective on that, is is like everything in the world is around sex. Like the plants are always having sex with each other, meaning like procreating more of, of of themselves. Um, the bees and the, the 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 butterflies and and the birds and always are you know trying to find mates, trying to have sex, and it's a lot about procreation. So there is very. Beautiful, good meaning in that, and we shouldn't deny ourselves or the masculine the the um, concentration on sexuality or on well, sex. Well, it's, it's
1: like something that's been a lot of blamed and shamed, you mm, know, and yes. made fun of also, and disrespecting men in that fact. Like jokes as like, well, they're only following their dick, you know. Um, and con- yeah, which like is it's, so condescending. It's condescending. It's also with a lot of resentfulness. Yeah, because it's misunderstood, and then, um. Well, because it's mis- maybe like he cheated or something else happened, you know, and and then there's this there's this p- pain and hurt and thing that's like seems like it's all the fault of men, but it's basically comes back to again just a massive misunderstanding and not understanding each other, each other's perspective and not honoring and worshiping each other's powers. Yeah. Um, so for women, what is what is one of the um, most like honoring things you can do for a man is really respect and honor his sex center, mm-hmm. his sexual power, um and his his lingam, his penis. Like that's
0: that's important for yeah, him. Yeah. That's, that's very really important. important. And and, and that
1: makes him a man and that makes him want to lead you, want to protect and provide for you. It's like it's essential.
0: Yeah. And want to also say that we often refer to our genitals as non-spiritual because of certain spiritual practices whether it's christianity or or um, Judaism or or Islam you know none of those consider our genitals any spiritual at all like this should be shamed blamed and you know cut off basically yeah um so so in in general terms, I'm not saying that you know if you're a Christian or, or Muslim that that's what you're thinking. I'm just saying that in general terms, there's no understanding as sex being spiritual. Now in Tantra, we do think that sex is spiritual, as everything is spiritual. Like everything that you do in life, you you, you know, seeing this video or listening to this podcast is also spiritual. It's an experience, a spiritual experience in your in your um, human experience at this point. And that that can be profound. Anything can be profound if you take it as a meditation, and if you take it with love. So, when we saying like you know honor his lingam, it's actually an, a spiritual experience. It's not a dirty experience. That's what many yeah. times people will or women will think, or or even men will think. Well, you know genitals are dirty. So if If they are dirty, that means that if I do this, then like oh, this you know this weird man needs this. Yeah, so it's just about honoring. It's just about honoring his his uh, sex. Now, second, uh, what we talked is the second perspective is what women have is the way um, life force energy goes through them. They all the time want to express love, so the concentration in, for the man is in sex center the concentration in the woman is in love so she's going to be actually more jealous of a man if he maybe has a feeling or some feelings towards another woman it's, it's, it's proven also with studies that that she's going to feel a little bit more jealous than, than if he just had sex with some with some woman because if he fell in love with her that had hurts more deep for her so having this difference between sex and love um is what we we constantly have as a as a misunderstanding in in relationships so women wants love women wants to receive love women wants to you know give share feel connected. feel connected feel with uh the man and the man wants just like well we just let's get the sex part done and then everything is going to be fine and she woman the woman is like well let's get the love part done and then everything is going to be fine and so as long as we don't see the other as right in their own right uh, then the relationship is going to be fucked like yeah. always is going to be not in the right place so for men we need to see and acknowledge that love is important too so when i make love or when i have a relationship or when I make love or relate to you, like I am always connecting sex and love together because if they are separated then uh, then it's not gonna work. yeah So basically sex and love has to always be coming together if I, if I'm in a long-term relationship. yeah and for women, kind of sex and love goes together anyway yeah. so it's easier for them to just connect sex and love but then for them love is more of a value. When um, sex comes as a consequence of love. Yeah. So this, well, it's like, this yeah, we
1: need our heart to be open mm-hmm. and feel connected to and safe in order for our sex center and sexuality to open uh, and to really open to, like, pleasure.
0: Yeah. Um, and so when men understand that and when women understand that too, then having that 20 to 40 minutes of uh, erotic play is going to be easier because we then see that, ah... What we're doing is actually raising love before we have we go to the sex.
1: Yeah, and you can also see it as because it, it might seem like, oh, it's only the thing women need. And like, oh, this is just a chore. Men can see that as a chore. Mm. Like, I'm pretty sure men have referred to foreplay or erotic play or having to warm her up as a chore of like, oh, I need to do that thing again. Um, like, I've heard you phrase that sometimes or just explain that to me. Well, not in a bad way. I'm yeah, not, yeah like, I but, know, I know. Um, but... I think what's beautiful to understand is that you can imagine making love to a closed flower and you kind of like stuff it in there and it feels maybe a little, yeah, it's kind of nice and does the thing and
0: well, maybe get
1: you to the orgasm thing and woo, like we did it. (laughs) But imagine like making love to like a warm, like wet, like just open flower that's so ready to receive you, you know, it's like a very different experience and therefore this can enhance the lovemaking experience. It can enhance the amount of pleasure that both of you can experience.
0: Well, it definitely enhances because then, uh, first of all, a woman actually feels good, feels pleasure. Yeah. And then, you know, second, she won't need to fake an orgasm if she's open and if yeah. she's actually feeling things and feeling it into herself. And then as a consequence, then a man will also be able to be the master lover that he, you know, would love to be. So at all goes to everyone's benefit. It's just that it's it's what we need is just the understanding of each other's different perspective of different way of seeing the world and knowing that once we meet and merge, there's no way but seeing it together yeah. in 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 the same way, which is not man's way or woman's way. It's it's both. Yeah. Like we need to see sex and love as coming together.
1: Exactly. Okay, I'm getting really excited to move on to the next. Let's points, go. Uh, because I, I really want to get to the part where we introduce this, this sex pose. Ah. But first, I want to also talk a little about sexual energy. And there's two perspectives on it. So sexual energy can run down and out. Mm-hmm. That's the way we've been taught. That's how we experience it at most. But what we teach in Tantra and what Tantra teaches us is that sexual energy can also go inwards and upwards. Mm. And that also gives a whole different perspective to orgasm, to sex itself. And I love this part because I I had someone reach out um, as a comment of like, okay, I was, I recorded a podcast on what is Tantra. And then she's like, Oh, I love this. I'm going to listen to this because yeah, I was talking about this yesterday with a friend and I believe many people do think this, like that Tantra is basically sex without orgasm. Is that true? And mm-hmm. so I kind of want to answer that question as well when when we're here coming at it. I like it. Um, so, but first to understand, sexual energy c- can go outwards, down and, down out, and out, which is basically um, just having ejaculation or more of a clitoral orgasm. It's basically, it stays all localized into the root mm-hmm. and it goes out. Anything else you want to say about sexual energy down and
0: down out? And out. Uh, yes, so um, basically it is an amazing way to move the energy for procreation or for pleasure um so i have this this five like energy it. movement concepts and and two of them are down and out and three of them are in and up up and in and up yes <laughs> uh up and in <laughs> and so down and out is um procreation or pleasure and it's there's nothing wrong with either of that it's amazing it could be super amazing um the thing is with pleasure uh, or procreation that it is a limitful like it has limits mm. like um, even if you take cocaine you know at some point you'll be bored with the cocaine even though it's is the most exciting you know addictive drug that there is at some point you'll be bored with the cocaine like, sugar is the same like uh, even if you eat a lot of sugar uh, and it's proven it's also in the studies that it is addictive similarly as cocaine as it triggers the same points in our in our brains at some point you'll be bored with that sugar you you're not going to feel as much pleasure anymore because it's just not doesn't do this for you anymore it's going to be the same with sex it's going to be the same with alcohol any kind of drug at some point you you hit the divine boredom mm. um that's how i call it because the, the anything you can do you know, whatever you uh you you do as that makes you um this guilty pleasure. You know, you can eat chips, for example, and it's guilty chip pleasure. At some point you'll be done with chips. <laughs> you know, maybe the next day or next week or next year you're gonna be interested in coming back to eating chips, but you will know that experience that at some point you will be done with chips. And so it's gonna be the same with sex, it's gonna be the same with with um. For example, it's going to be the same with porn. Uh, it's going to be the same with ejaculation all the time. At some point, you'll be just bored if you're ejaculating or if you're always going for pleasure. It's just going to be the same thing well, again.
1: Oh, yeah. It's that like women know that too. They just yeah. like do the thing and maybe have that <gasps> little sneeze, mm. orgasmic feeling yeah, and then fall asleep. Sneeze. Genital sneeze, we can call it sometimes. Yeah. yeah.
0: So so pleasure and and, and uh, procreation are not bad. Procreation is another one that is fascinating because um, when we bring the energy down and out, we are capable or able to create a human being, another human being that never goes out. Even if you have, um, you know, you know, if you're wearing condoms or if you're uh, using birth control pills or whatever else you're doing, it is still energetically happening. Like the the, the man is ejaculating. It's releasing his sperm, releasing his input to the baby, for the baby. So there's there's a lot of energy in that ejaculate. There's a lot of intention, you know, to create the baby. Let's create more of me. Um, and it, it's a lot of, you know, beautiful energy in the body that wants to happen. So that's that's important. Now, um, whether you want to procreate every time you have sex, uh, that's a question. Like, I, I don't know if, like... According to statistics, I don't see that happening. Like, people don't have 11 kids anymore. Back in, back in the day, <laughs> that was how it was <laughs> happening. So, that's not happening. Okay, so what we have re- left is pleasure.
1: But also, you should just mention there's a limit to that. Yeah, basically. but that
0: there's a limit to that. Because you will eventually, you know, you can't, for example, have 20 ejaculations per day and still have as much excitation in the mm-hmm. 20th as you had in the first one. The same is going to be for women. If you have this like genital sneeze happening, it, it, at some point, it's just not as much of a sneeze. It's just a little... P- <laughs> <laughs> and disappointing. Yeah, you know. Disappointing, exactly. So it's amazing, and yet it has limits. Both of them have has limits. And then so we, in Tantra, we invite the energy in and up to a limitless possibilities where we're... You can have full-body orgasms or multiple orgasms. And these those are more uh, energetical orgasms. They are not so connected to genital release. They are not actually connected to genital release necessarily, though that can happen also at the same time. But but it's, it's more towards energy, towards um, creativity, inspiration or healing. Those would be the next three. So when you are using the energy in and up, um, you might be more inspired. Like many times when we are in lovemaking afterwards, you run away and you go... <laughs> I need to create. <laughs> and it's beautiful. And it's me too. Uh, especially if we haven't had this this energy... Uh, sorry, um, genital release. And the same with inspiration. Inspiration is something like, oh, I just got inspired to do this thing, to to create this thing, or maybe to show up in, in the world in a different way. And and that is very important. And then also we can heal ourselves. We can use this energy for healing. Now, it's possible to do that in lovemaking with your partner, but you also, it is possible to use that same sexual energy or life force energy, even without genital contact. So you could use this energy, for example, uh, with a professional in a tantra massage session and when he is not, you know, having sex with you and he's not going to try to do that at all. Well, there are clear boundaries, but you can use that energy potential that you would otherwise use for pleasure. You could use that for healing. Yeah. And healing, you know, past healing traumas, healing your your body or, or body image or self-talk and and many, many different things. And it's very, very powerful. Because yeah. as as it is powerful, this energy, to create a human being so it is powerful for healing. Now the only thing we need to do is to have an intention or attention to what we want to do. Whether it is down and out uh, and that's okay if, if that's what you yeah. want to do today or in and up. And as energy follows intent or energy follows attention if you invite the energy in and up that's what it's going to do. If you will not it's naturally going to go down and out because that's how we are primed. As, as animals, we, we are primed to have pleasure plus uh, procreation because pleasure leads us to the procreation. So that's, that's what we need to understand and to really use this energy well, have an intention in and up.
1: Yeah, and in and up also gives more possibility for prolonged sex, in the sense of going on for longer because you're not losing the energy. It doesn't go down and out. And now he ejaculates. And so you have to wait for 20 minutes before potentially he can go again if he can. Um, But basically by in and up, there is just this constant circulation of energy, and it helps, yeah, for healing. Also, massive transformation because it yeah. basically fuels your whole system with aliveness, yeah. with this life energy, um, and yeah, having the possibility for full body orgasmicness. So intention is one, and another, I think, really key for that is a is an openness in your body. We call it also the openness in the central channel yeah. of your system for that kundalini energy or however you want to call it not what we're diving into in this podcast but that that can actually go inwards and upwards
0: well sexual just quickly we can say sexual energy or life force energy or kundalini energy would be the same things that we would talk right now yeah so whatever you want to call this that's that's the thing and and you can invite it in your body much faster and easier and more effective if your uh, if your energy system has been introduced to moving that energy in and up. Yeah. If you just have, uh, you know, the first time, maybe making love, just heard this podcast first time, and you just have this intention and be amazing, but you don't have the awareness or haven't haven't trained yourself to actually move the energy up your spine or up your body, then might be it might be difficult for some. Uh, for some, it can be very natural. Yeah. So it depends, on, of course, on your level and and where you're at, but. But it, it requires a little bit of awareness and training that this is how we move this energy. And opening your center channel, yeah. allowing your emotional fluidity or allowing yourself to move through all the emotions naturally without attachment is going uh, to be essential to be able to do that. If your emotions are not flowing, if you are judgmental to yourself or your emotions or whatever else yeah. is going on in the life,
1: or you're like, I don't know, this is too spiritual, whatever, this stupid, is, uh, yeah, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. I don't believe in this. I'm like, well, you can yeah. go and do that, and then just stick with your, like,
0: I mean, it, there's nothing we, wrong with it again, yeah. but
1: it's just we're offering here, I, I believe, like an opportunity, like a little glimpse of like there is so much more possible. Um, For sure. By yeah approaching this and also exploring the opposite side of what you've been taught most likely plus for men this is also the way to ejaculation mastery and being able to um, have orgasm without having to ejaculate for example and i yeah. believe you have a different podcast episode about that yeah two yeah.
0: episodes down okay so for those that are interested in that go listen That's to that Elk specific it's podcast two episodes down perfect <laughs> um Anyway, I wanted to say something um, before we jump into the next one. Um, then often men think like, oh, so what does it mean? Does it mean that we'll never have an orgasm? Or does, does it mean that I should never have a uh, yeah, so an ejaculation this question. at all? And like, and my answer is no, that does not mean that. that. What does it mean is that we will have more awareness of when and how we are doing that. And... Uh, First is that orgasm and ejaculation are two different things that for most uh, men who have not been trained on this path it is going to be the same thing. So both orgasm and ejaculation is going to be considered the same thing, though it actually are two processes. Ejaculation can happen without orgasm and orgasm can happen without ejaculation. Um, and so once we understand that and we understand, that, oh, okay, so... Ejaculation is just this body reflex that happens to release the the fluid called semen, which is also with a lot of other fluids inside. Some addictive fluids, some some, uh, food for the sperm and so on. So it's very important to know that and then knowing that I can move my uh, awareness to how much of ejaculation do I need per, let's say, month. Um, is it every day if I'm maybe a teenager it's it's perfect every day is is you have a lot of testosterone there's a lot of energy it's amazing it's why not then maybe it is you know every few days if you are in your 20s maybe it is every week if you're in your 30s or maybe it is um, you know even more rare if you are in your 40s or 50s it depends that Those are the approximate numbers coming from Taoist tradition. tradition. Um, but basically, you need to find your own flow. How much of energy uh, do you want to maintain in your system and how much do you want to release through ejaculation? And having conscious uh, ejaculation mastery is going to be the key. Now, also, that does not mean that we don't have orgasms. We do, but we have them energetically, and that is why uh, it is important to learn this ejaculation mastery, but also learn emotional fluidity and also energy movement through your body, because these come together. As then you will not feel, you know, frustrated like, oh, here is my woman orgasming whatever she wants, and I am uh, here, you know, needing to hold my semen. <laughs> And so you don't need to do that. You can actually move your your body uh, into orgasmic flow, but but you will need to learn a different way of doing that. That definitely prolongs sex or lovemaking. It definitely makes the libido of a man uh, come much higher uh, than it otherwise would. Testosterone goes higher, especially if you are lovemaking, like doing lovemaking a lot, like in the past few weeks, (laughs) you and me. <laughs> and 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 but ejaculating rarely that is going to make your your testosterone go up that also your libido goes up and then those forty minutes or whatever that is is not going to feel like a chore because you have so much libido you could massage a woman for hours it doesn't matter um, it it's like having this life force energy within you um, that's what's important yeah. and so so. For men who are ejaculating a lot, it's gonna be much much more difficult to have this erotic play um, because they might not have the energy. Actually, Um, they are so used to energy going down and out. So then they're like, "Well, I could do it while masturbating, masturbating in three minutes. So then, like, why why would I need to just like now not do this?" In three minutes. So I understand and we need to change the perspective for men. So we can have this multiple orgasms and and full body orgasms, yet we need to train ourselves as our porn and everything else around in our society teaches us just energy down and out. So this is a rewriting of the story. It can take a while, can be very fast, it depends on everyone. Um, But But that is what brings much more joy in your in your uh, life, and also more creativity and more success in your relationship. So that's that's like your libido goes up, your testosterone goes up, you feel much better, and then your woman loves you better, and (laughs) you're a master lover, and all the things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it, (laughs) and then you're a master lover. (laughs) Well, it's it's but okay. So so to answer then this this one question of like. What is tantric sex? Is it sex without orgasm? I believe we answered it now. No, it's not sex without orgasm. It's just sex with all different kinds of pleasure and orgasm. Yeah. So more um, down and out kind of orgasms, but also more energetical kind of mm. orgasms. And so tantric sex in that sense can last for hours and hours and hours. And um, to an extent where like the smallest things can become pleasurable where you don't even have to go into more physical things. Like, you can make love more energetically. Yeah. But it will always be... Like, I'm trying to think about our sex life. I'm like, are we now, like, always making tantric love? Or, like... But I think it's just been become part of... This is just normal. Like, different... We can just flow in all these different experiences. What kind of do? Like, yeah. But, like, sometimes we also have a quickie somewhere it's not that that's just now off yeah the but table, in, the, in but
0: that quickie it's not like i instantly ejaculate or anything no
1: like. so that in that sense yeah meaning we like
0: a, it's it's a quickies could happen and they do happen but it's 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 a different kind of a quickie yeah
1: it's like a quickie without
0: like with, with, going with to that peak yeah. basically
1: without racing to the end goal it's yeah. like basically sex without a goal Yes, I think that's, that, it. that's, oh, that's a very it good point. Bam. It,
0: it's, <laughs> it's something that I I mean, it's funny because you said it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I teach yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I use that a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's true. We have this goal in lovemaking of if you have an orgasm or I have an orgasm, then that marks the end of the lovemaking making. Yeah or like if one of us had the orgasm then the other one has to have it as soon as possible yeah. <laughs> because then it's going to be like it's always applause. this
1: focus and stress and just attention on like we need to get to that goal of orgasm that yes yeah.
0: and so so that in turn could be considered that tantric sex is the th- sex where we don't orgasm yeah. so we just don't have goal on that happening but that still happens often it just doesn't happen because we always need to yeah that to to, to yeah happen. and
1: we're not going into it focusing on the end basically yeah. it never has an end so like our day could exist it's like a, a continuous flow like our sex mm. life in that sense i feel is like a continuous flow there is yeah, yeah. there's yeah. i
0: remember when i was uh i was just starting i was on my own i was doing a lot of tantric war meditations on my own and i was already practicing tantra massages and travelling around the world and I would at that time was years ago, I would have sometimes relationships with women and I <clears throat> I noticed how weirdly frustrating it was for me when I would meet a woman who would consider that um, making is not finished if I haven't re- ejaculated. And I could feel that mm. his mon- misunderstanding it. It's almost like frustration in her. It was like, what's wrong with you? Well, this, this, <laughs> yeah, these
1: thoughts come up of like, because this is what we've been programmed. Yeah, and uh, like, they were not, I mean, you're first of all, like, they were not. Tra- I'm not doing it right, or like, mm. I'm not sexy enough, or what? Like, why? Yeah, they were not trained in there? Tantra. Yeah. Uh,
0: or they, they didn't know much about it. But I always would feel myself like a tool like almost like now she's wanting to stroke me specifically for that goal so Mm. she could feel better afterwards that she's you know more loved or more you know sexy or whatnot because i did ejaculate and that that is in my opinion using each other for your own benefit like you you change your mindset because somebody had an orgasm like now then then yeah, it's you trying feel, to prove
1: your own worth or your own value yeah. or something yeah it's it is, it's
0: super super twisted yeah. and, and so that's where we can look consciously does this happen in our loving or love our lovemaking and relationship does do we search for goal do we search for um, some kind of confirmation of bias? Uh, within that lovemaking and and if that is the case and especially in your you know long-term partnership like drop it as soon as you can as soon as you notice it because that's gonna eat you up because that means that you will always need that like you will always need her orgasm to prove that you are uh a good lover. And then if she doesn't really feel things, then she will always want to fake it. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, and this is also f- for feminine sexuality like because this mm. having sex without a goal is more of the feminine perspective because the masculine mm. is always about reaching goals, achieving things. It's not yeah. it's not a a bad thing. It's just that's what the masculine is about. No, it's, it's beautiful. It's very very it's necessary. Very ne- yeah, exactly. But the feminine is more about flow um, constant movement. Um, yeah. And therefore like in feminine sexuality, the moment I notice, uh, a man having this goal of trying to get me to orgasm or get me somewhere, or even if I'm trying to get myself there, it's like, there, there's like something that shuts in me, like almost like the yeah. doors close to a really pleasurable orgasm. It, mm-hmm. It's not going to be, it's going to feel forced. It's going to, be small it's going to be quick it's going to be like ah uh, with a lot of pressure mm. and it, it's not this like ah oh, openness this yeah where you can breathe and surrender and lean in and open up and um so yeah like a goal in that sense in lovemaking is not setting you up for a very sustainable long-term fulfilling sex life let's say it like that
0: yeah yeah it's um uh, let's leave it like this. Okay. It's perfect.
1: Okay. So, last thing before we're leaning into the revelation of this dun, 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 dun. specific sex pose. Mm-hmm. We, we already started talking about it. That's the concept of peak and valley orgasms. Mm-hmm. And so... I would love us to talk a little bit about it, explain what it is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this, we just did by saying like, hey, if you're trying to reach a goal or in general, what we're taught is like this very Yang-like, very much outgoing energy of like more passion, more juice, more energy. And yeah. it's again, not a bad thing at all, but that's, we're used to these peak orgasms. We're building up this mountain, this tension, this excitement, and then...
0: <gasps> and fall off a oh, cliff.
1: Fall off the <laughs> cliff. And then... <laughs> 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 Spread your wings and hope for the best. <laughs> hope for the best. Um, um, but there's also this, like this principle of uh, in tantra is like these opposites, you know. So there's mm-hmm. these you can see there's this wave. So you have the peak, but that also means there's a valley, like the drop, mm-hmm. and that's another peak, but then inverted, basically. Mm-hmm. Where there's this other moment of like you can drop into this deep state of nothingness of bliss of this free fall moment when you go orgasm basically yeah but not through like oh, excitement more 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 but actually by less 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 whew, silent whew, and then poof and full surrender of of the valley of the drop afterwards and I believe that's something it's very scary for a lot of people very uncomfortable um, and very unknown
0: yeah. well. Uh first we have to note that even being yourself it's uncomfortable for people <laughs> it's it's true like when when we you know when we actually ask someone like how are you truly it's it becomes uncomfortable they, they it's often not everyone i mean definitely there are people who are comfortable with themselves being whatever they are but just truly melting into yourself truly visiting your your core and and sensing how am i right now Truly, even though I can't ex- explain or describe in 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 logical terms why I'm like that, and 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 it's gonna be difficult uh, for some. And even like looking at each other's eyes uh, and really sensing and able to see each other for longer than three seconds, and just without any goal or trying to reach uh, something, you know, like let's say like if you if someone looks into your eyes for more than three seconds, it's like this um like a frustration or like anger or sexual attraction that can happen and that's why you shouldn't it's
1: like this vulnerability. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. But that's that's exactly what uh what it what it is is vulnerability into that moment. And and when we have this peak uh peak, sorry, sorry when you have these peaks and then going down into valleys um uh, is is exactly what's happening. We are letting go of the goal of reaching the peak and falling off a cliff. And we just are like, okay, now we're gonna just relax and have a slow um lovemaking, or actually, or maybe even no movement at all. And we just breathe and look at each other's eyes and stay in the same posture for for the next bit. And and that also is how we honor the feminine and masculine, because we honor the masculine with Yang Powerful sex, you know, and then it's as much important as the feminine, to honor the feminine. And uh, to to honor the more feminine yin approach, which would be then gently resting in shavasana, you could say. But in lovemaking, there are ways to rest together. So there were, I believe, stories back in the day that Sting was... Into tantra, and he was making love for six hours, um, you know, or more. And then there were other stories I I read that the world record on having sex, I believe, is forty eight hours or something. I'm definitely I should I should check it, but it's long. It's a fun fact to know. Fun fact to know. And that was a tantric man or tantric couple who were doing that, and. Uh, None of that, neither the thing, neither these people who, who reached this amazing world record were just like banging the whole time into each other that first of all would <laughs> eat up their tissue. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's friction, like, how, like yeah, un- unless you pour a bunch of like um, lubricant all the time <laughs> consciously like a car, you know. <laughs> but does that even make sense? Like is that pleasurable? Again, we go to this point where where at some point you'll be bored well, with the pleasure. At some point
1: you numb out, also. Yes, yeah.
0: and, and so that's what happens. The, 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 the numbness, the boredom comes because you're like, what am I doing here? And the only way to really replenish yourself is to dive down into the valley. And that means that you go into non-doing space, uh, not just not having a goal, like not having a goal for an orgasm, but actually non-doing at all. Yeah. In, in Chinese, in Taoist tradition, there's this, this concept uh, called Wu Wei, and it describes a doing without doing, or you could say, uh, I love the Alan Watts uh, translation, a doing without forcing. Mm. So where you don't force what is about to happen, so it's like water, you know, you cannot push water up the stream. You cannot push the river up the stream. It, it's, it's pointless. So you let the river happen by itself, it's already happening. So Wu Wei would be just sitting there by the river and allowing the river, river to happen, rivering to happen. Instead of trying to get the river to happen faster or slower, you just let it happen. So it actually requires zero energy. Um, that oh, There are also some martial arts techniques where we, they, they actually learn to not force any movement. For example, they don't actually strike. They use your energy against you. And they don't use a lot of muscle for that. They, just, they say, I, I believe it's in Aikido, it's like the best defense is not being there. Mm-hmm. It's like if someone is attacking you, the best defense is not being there. Mm. Um, and that's exactly a way of Wu Wei where like you need to let go of doing, of achieving, of forcing, let letting go of, of any kind of thinking, um, pursuing or some kind of a energy outwards movement. The energy goes in. And that's, that's where we go into these um, love making postures that actually can support that. And in that case also it can be that uh, the man's lingam uh, will become soft um, because you're not pounding or, or you're not really getting excited. It's not desire is not going through the roof at that time. But it still can go up. Like it still will go up eventually at some point. You're going to start buzzing. Yeah. But it's it's gonna uh you know it can be that your ejaculation sorry that your erection goes down and that's okay because you can still choose those postures and be inside and so merge and and, and uh, benefit from the pressure point connection inside of the genitals and and outside of the genitals for the for the man, so basically the connection, the the bioenergetics that that really uh, connect you really well. If you are in lovemaking for more than forty minutes, um, that is a fascinating thing. Actually, if you've ever, if you've never had lovemaking for more than forty minutes, you're missing out <laughs> because um, because there is something that happens. There's some kind of fulfillment that happens, not out of the pounding but out of the time that you spent together. So you don't need to pound, you don't need to do anything. But because of the time you spent together, this 40 minutes is a is magical time.
1: And also specifically 40 minutes in penetration. Yes, exactly, exactly. Because sure. like I love to explain a little bit on what you shared uh, on the pressure points, because mm-hmm. there is basically... Just in acupuncture, you also use these energetic energetic points of the body. There is points like that on the inside of the yoni and on the outside of the lingam mm-hmm. that when connected, they match up perfectly. Again, like lock and mm-hmm. key. And that creates that, what you say, bioenergetic effect where it just there's this alignment that happens. Mm-hmm. There is this natural flow of exchange of energy that just refills the system. Yeah. And there's this beautiful research. Do you want to share about that? That's done on... I think it was a woman who came up with this method, this sex pose as well, um, of just being plugged in in this and having this energetic connection and recommending that as a um, for couples that were going through a lot of struggles. Yes. And was recommending this as like therapy for, to do that every day for forty minutes yeah. for x amount of time, and then it just melted all the problems, not by talking and discussing and finding the right answer, not but through just the therapist, not through the just therapist. being connected. Yeah. True. Uh, so So magical.
0: That has been done and that is an amazing healing. Again, you're using here this energy, sexual energy or life force energy for healing. You're not trying to reach a goal for ejaculation. You're not trying to, you know, have a baby or have pleasure. In this specific time, you are going for healing. And so having this plugging in for 40 minutes is going to melt a lot of things, a lot of traumas, a lot of pain but also is going to help you to connect to each other more. Like you'll feel more intimate and more more connected, even though you haven't shared, you haven't talked, you haven't done anything yeah. outside of just being plugged in. And at the same time, it's going to energize you and you will feel... I, I've had it many times, you, you know, you probably remember too, when, when we are... Sometimes we fall asleep <laughs> while yeah. making love and then we wake up middle of the night and we're like buzzing. It's like, <laughs> ah, damn it. And... <laughs> and uh and it's that's what it is it's, it's like the energy is so powerful when we're connected and we don't need like i don't need to be always erect for that so there are this special there is this special posture that you wanted to introduce yes yeah, so we
1: find we basically you already introduced it and yeah. it's called the yin plug that's yeah. how we call it and it is it means that the lingam enters the yoni soft so without being erect hmm. and there's or it can a, be or if, becoming soft or afterwards. if mm-hmm. yeah you're in a yang peak and suddenly you allow the energy to go into that mm-hmm. uh, yin peak and you the lingam becomes soft and still being in sight mm-hmm. there's a specific posture that will make sure that in resting phase the lingam stays into the yoni so it doesn't is not being pushed out or slips out this posture is specifically designed or yeah. In such a way that it's easier to stay longer in yin plug mm-hmm. like practically i remember the first few times when i found out about this and we tried it i, f- I found it really awkward and like trying to fumble like how do i put this inside and it's uh, not like erect and how do, do well, we it do it requires this?
0: some lubrication especially yeah, if course. a woman is not yeah. um, ready and it requires us to understand a little bit of body and like have our um our hips uh, close or like yeah. our our legs in a position. So if you wanna Google this, it's called scissors position. Really? Oh, I it was is. like, I
1: was like, gonna Google yin plug. I don't think anything pops up. But scissors think, position. I, we could try
0: it out. But basically, it's called scissors position, and uh, you would do that while a woman is laying on her back, and a man is laying on his side, whether left or right, it doesn't yeah. matter. So if a man is laying on his um, left side then a woman's right leg would be over his right leg yeah and uh, so and then vice versa so that that would be a way to uh to do that in yin so like rest in yin and then then you can
1: also really easily look in each other's eyes yes hold
0: each other's heart yeah and be there with each other of course you can also close your eyes and just breathe And um, and meditate it's important that you don't like Try to think about things, or or, 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 you know, try to do anything in your mind b- besides just what's happening, and it will naturally make it easier um, to 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 have this lovemaking for longer times, yep. and and that might be a way also that a woman opens up if she hasn't been fully open up, um, you know, in the erotic play before, that can be that also. Then we can fully drop into feeling the energy, maybe even energetical orgasms of the yin that can happen, and there's some kind of a shaking or some kind of like um, sensing of of the orgasmic bubbling that can happen in that time too. Um, it really depends, of course, where you where you are. So there's many different experiences that you can have um, there, and that that also gives the benefit of if you hold yeah. it in in like for forty minutes or so. The whole lovemaking that will give you the benefit of the energy, the inspiration, and the healing.
1: Um, yeah, it's really something special. Mm. Like this is kind of a a mystical pose, almost like a magical, and it's something. But at the same time, it's it's. You said that f- this
0: was the pose that you to change your life.
1: Well, it change my sex life. This approach yeah. to like, wow, I remember those those times in the beginning, but also now when we do this this posture, it's so. Oh, peaceful. Like I want to just take this deep breath and melt and mm. just let go. And it's so rejuvenating and recharging and connecting in such a like non-doing way. Like that wu wei way. But that makes it almost it's magical. And you never know what happens. Sometimes suddenly there's like a pop of yang energy and you grow inside of me. It's like one of the best feelings ever, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful listeners. And then it's like bam, we suddenly have this spurt and we go back up into a wave of yang. And sometimes it's just gin. And we, yeah, we say mm-hmm. we fall asleep like that. And there is, it's it's really special. Like it really uh, gave also a different flavor to I how I see sex and how I approach mm-hmm. sex. Like it doesn't always have to be this, oh, I need to be ready and feel super sexy and feel like I want to get fucked or something. It's like, no, I can actually feel tender and vulnerable and, and open and soft and like I want to connect, but mm-hmm. maybe not do too much and then Mm. this is like such a beautiful posture to still meditate together to connect to breathe to feel um i
0: feel like we've talked so much about sex in this in this um podcast and like people will start thinking that tantra is all about sex (laughs) i mean
1: well maybe we have to record another podcast where we debunked (laughs) the myth that tantra is all about sex
0: (laughs) no it's it's so funny because like um as Tantra uses any any part of human experience for meditation or can use for any part of a human experience, then when we're talking about sex as it's important part of a human experience too, but it's not like we're always making love. You know, there's many different things that we also do. So then it just becomes so fascinating where, you know, we have a, an hour or so podcast about this and the end uh uh, and then people might be like oh well that means that it's all about sex but we will need to create another podcast yeah. where we. but this. what
1: i do love is that tantra offers mm. as i said because it doesn't deny or rep- repress any part of the human mm-hmm. experience and where where else do we find information about this like about sexuality specifically that's why there's such a focus on it because we're craving for information when it comes to sexuality and sex because we're so uneducated about it so like grasping in the dark trying to find answers or clarity or trying to understand (laughs) (laughs) and so that's why then tantra offers a lot of new information and that's why then a lot of the focus goes but yeah there is way more you know there are some people who are
0: not making love in light they would always like turn off lights to to make love and they're, you know, they're removing quite a big part of their, their relating or their sex life. Well, of, yeah, half of not, like of not, of not, well, dark and light. <laughs> <laughs> of not seeing each other, each other's eyes, each other's bodies, each other's desires, maybe not even able to see themselves in desire. Yeah. It's, it's super fascinating, but yeah, so there's a lot of learning that we can have about sexuality, but also about other things in Tantra and, and, all what we're trying to do here is to merge meditation, um, love, uh, and sexuality in kind of a, a beautiful, you know, podcast experience yeah. where you can understand that oh, actually, sex or sexuality can be meditative and can be uh, improving my general life and also my it spiritual can be growth
1: and transformational. True, yeah.
0: So that's okay. that's that's the beauty of it.
1: Okay, and then we've basically come to an end of this, wow, it's an hour and 50 minutes podcast. Wow, we went for it. Um, I want to finish off by uh, sharing a little bit about The Bridge.
0: The Bridge. Woo!
1: (laughs) Which is our couples Tantra weekend that we're hosting Mm. in the Netherlands live in person um, in April of this year. We're super excited. Um, We have... A small amount of spots, I would say.
0: Well, it's uh, a it's an amazing place, and it it's a yeah, uh, it,
1: beautiful venue
0: because of the beauty. It doesn't uh, allow too many couples, so we have limited spots, and yet it is an amazing experience to learn some of these things in person with practices and also some uh, other things that we cannot, of course, speak in in podcasts because it requires a, 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 a an experience to really yeah. understand what we mean. So. There's a lot that we can cover and it's so, so beautiful. It helps, in my opinion, these kind of workshops, this kind of thing that we have created, it helps so much if you are a new couple, if you are, you know, wanting to find a way or foundation how to build your couple in a sustainable way, whether you're going to be staying with this partner or not, but you learn this for, for your life. You'll learn how to build the foundation that you yep. could sustain your relationship in the long term. If you are not a new couple, but you want to relearn how to make this foundation, how to understand sexuality and and, uh, and love and how to bring back the joy and the, the excitation of your relationship. And also, if you are really, you know, been together for a while and maybe even married and, and having kids and how to bring back uh, what you had back in the past, or maybe bring again, or maybe bring us as the first time all of that spiritual growth and development, and at the same time understanding that uh, these um, trainings that we are offering are also spiritual paths. So it it takes us not just to learn about sexuality; it's 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 also teaching us how to meditate in our life, how to meditate together in partnership, how to grow and personally develop also what it is and what it means to be growing in a couple mm-hmm. as as we don't speak that in the society very often. We still haven't really talked about that. Yeah, often we, in, it's all the focus our...
1: always on like self-development yes, and, and not and on couples development. Yeah, yeah
0: and, and as that is so important... Um, because basically you have a certain level of consciousness but then there is a couple's consciousness like when we come together there's a different level of consciousness that we share and and that that is needing to be elevated too if you want to be uh, growing and that's also possible with the same partner you don't need to change partner or like oh I need a more advanced partner now so <laughs> you know like you can stay with this partner and elevate and raise your consciousness there it's so. So beneficial. So for any of these variations of couples, um, sadly, is not a singles group. So <laughs> if you are uh, a one and only, you need to s- find another one, <laughs> no matter which gender. But uh, allow yourself to have this, because what we learn is in tantra is very much about feminine and masculine and the balance mm. within. Between the yin and yang, between between the lead and follow, between uh, you know meditation and love, and that balance is necessary, as it is necessary within, so it is necessary without, so we can have this balance and learn this balance in relationship. So, yeah, you could even find a partner and just come into this workshop to understand how you could, and maybe it is going to yeah. be the partner of your life. You don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We have actually had some people coming to our soulmate training. We just, who just find first date. the yeah. first date, yeah, and they, you know, finished homeworks which includes lovemaking and many times of it, and and it's amazing. So, definitely a good good opportunity if you are in Europe, if you are in Netherlands. That is mm, April, April,
1: fourteen, fifteen, sixteenth. The amazing. weekend. Um, yeah more information you can find in the podcast description mm. um, you can find a link now to the waitlist specifically to put yourself on there if you're listening to the podcast later um, yeah there will be a link or information to just read more about the event specifically or just um, any other opportunities that might pop up in the future to work with
0: us and for nice. now that's it and uh, where can I find you I could find you on Instagram that is at
1: Dike Terville D-I-E-K-E-T-E-R-W-E-E-L wow and where we can we find you
0: at Modestus underscore Stonkus that's on Instagram and also you can write an email Modestus at danceoftantra.com or just visit me on tantracom so it was amazing I loved every bit of it thank you for joining and uh Thank you for talking together with me, DK. It's always a pleasure. Mm -hmm. And I love how we go through life. So have an amazing day.
1: (laughs) Kisses.